Buenas en half a day from Guam and Harvest Ministries, and welcome to episode 33 of the Take Note podcast. My name is Chris Harper. Every weekday on Harvest Family Radio Guam, we bring you Take Note. On that radio program, we discuss a theme or topic from the Word of God live between songs. This podcast version features the scripture passage and outline from one of our favorite programs from the previous week, minus the music. You don't have to be a regular radio listener to find this podcast helpful. These are standalone episodes, around 10 minutes long, and we know they'll be an encouragement to anyone trying to learn more from Scripture. Today, we ask you to take note of John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Jesus has been crucified and buried in the chapter just preceding our passage of the day. His death was in our place and for our sins. But as this portion of Scripture begins, we have Mary Magdalene arriving at his grave. She and Simon Peter and John will discover something amazing there, something of history-shaking significance. And it's something she may have doubted were it not for her experience at this place. We'll focus on what she knew not today as we read from John 20, verses 1 through 18 on the Take Note podcast. Well, if we've read and we understand the scriptures, we know what happens after Christ's death and burial. Our perspective is very different from that of the disciples that we'll read about today. It's difficult for us to put ourselves in their position, to understand the emotions they may have been feeling, to think the thoughts that they may have been thinking. But we can try. In fact, it might be a helpful exercise as we approach John 20, when Mary Magdalene first, then Simon Peter and John, arrive at his tomb. John 21. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and seeth a stone taken away from the sepulchre. A sepulchre is a tomb. This is the tomb of Jesus, and it had been sealed with a stone. The fact that the stone had been removed must have come as a shock. But what Mary discovered beyond this was an even bigger shock. John 22. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. So Mary runs to find Simon Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loved, John. More important than the stone being rolled away, she reports that Jesus' body is missing. He's not in the tomb anymore and she has no information about where he may be now. Peter and John go to see for themselves. This is John 20, verses 3 to 5. Peter therefore went forth, and the other disciple, and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulcher. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. So John is first to the sepulcher, and he finds the burial linens. This means if Jesus was moved, he was unwrapped first. Whatever has happened, John has been an eyewitness of the evidence. And Peter comes to look as well. Verses 6 and 7 of John 20. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, 
and went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen clothes lying, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. So Peter makes note of Jesus' head wrapping, which was placed off by itself, away from the other grave linens. These details were helping the disciples to gain a picture of what actually happened. John seems to arrive at his conclusion first. Verses 8 and 9 of John 20. Then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. We may ask ourselves exactly what John believed when we see all of this. Well, verse 9 explains. He believed that Jesus was not simply moved, not that his body had been taken, but that he had actually raised from the dead. And while they were still coming to grips with the scripture regarding his resurrection, their findings at the tomb, and no doubt their remembrance of his words, helped at least John at this point to understand. He was not here because he was alive again. John 20, verses 10 through 13. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. But Mary stood without the sepulcher, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, and seeth two angels in white, sitting one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. While the other disciples went home, Mary remained behind. She had apparently not come to the same conclusion about his resurrection. Her weeping, searching inside the tomb, and her response to the angels reveal this. She assumes that his body has been taken, moved. But she was about to have even more conclusive proof that this was not the case. Let's look at verses 14 and 15 of John 20. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? And whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. It's obvious that Mary Magdalene was distraught and quite distracted. No doubt there were many difficult things running through her mind at this time. But she doesn't recognize Jesus. She assumes that he is the gardener. Jesus has the same question that the angels just asked. Why are you weeping? And for the third time in this passage, she rehearses her theory. Someone has taken Jesus. And she's searching for information on where he may be. With just a word, Jesus then changes everything. John twenty sixteen. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say master. All of the previous evidence gathered pales in comparison. Here we have the Savior speaking his disciples' name. And when he does, she recognizes immediately who he is. There can be no doubt at this moment that he is risen. Many others will see him in the coming days, 
they will be absolutely certain what happened. Many infallible proofs will make it certain. It'll bring into clearer focus many of the things that he said. It'll confirm the prophecies of Scripture, and it will confirm for them again that he is God's Son, the Messiah, their Master. John 20, verses 17 and 18. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things unto her. The message comes back to the disciples. That which John observed, concluded, then believed, was true. Jesus, who died and was buried, was now alive again. He had been seen, and he will continue to be seen until he goes to be with his Father in heaven and leaves a great commission behind with his followers to make the good news known. Christ died for sinners and victoriously rose, defeating death. Well, you've been listening to the Take Note podcast, and my name is Chris Harper. These few minutes together are brought to you by Harvest Ministries and KHMG on Guam. Our website is khmg.org, khmg.org, and every episode we ask you to take note of a theme or topic from the Word of God. Thanks for listening.